time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 138, Nourish Your Whole Being. You know, we live in a nation with absolute abundance, yet we suffer from diseases of depletion. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about the importance of nourishing our whole being, the body, mind, and soul, and introduce the concept of nutritional energetics. The World Health Organization has reported that by this year, mental illness would be the second leading cause of disease burden worldwide you know, with cardiovascular disease still being number one. You know, we spend millions of dollars on diet in the United States and billions of dollars are spent actually on soft drinks, fitness clubs, diet foods, commercial weight loss programs, and, you know, fast food restaurants. I know all of this has been changed now since the COVID uh, pandemic, but fast food restaurants were reported to serve 50 million customers per day. And according to the American Beverage Association, Americans consume an average of more than 54 gallons of carbonated soft drinks each year. And that makes it three times more popular than bottled water, milk, and even coffee. You know, McDonald's, before the COVID pandemic, sold, you know, sold an average of about 75 burgers every second. Could you imagine that? And the average American spends an estimated $1,200 on fast food each year. Children consume an estimated 12% of their calories from fast food. And 20% of all American meals have previously, again, before the pandemic, have eaten their meals in the car. So that's a lot of statistics, but that sort of sets the stage why I'm talking about we really need to learn nourishment, nourishing our whole being, because food is everything, what we feed our body and what we feed our mind. So where are we now? And... You know, are we vital? Are we healthy participants in a healthy nation? Well, that's for each one to answer on their own. You know, as a pioneer in the field of what I term nutritional energetics, we devitalize our mind, body, and spirit from lack of nourishment. Lack of nourishment from our eating habits, as well as the quality of food that we choose to feed our mind and soul, as, you know, it's, it's all part of our nourishment. And as humans, we eat anything from fresh foods to synthetic compounds, not paying attention to the subtle vibration that these foods and our habits have on our mind as well as our body. Remember, the mind and body are one, so what goes on with one will have a ripple effect on the other. So let's see what is meant by, you know, I talk about nutritional energetics. Those of you that have been in the community the last several years, you've heard me speak about this before, but I thought now is a really good time for a reminder of this. 
When we speak about energetics or energy or vital energy, and that's coming out in my new book in the first quarter 2021 on the 21 day transformation to vitality, we're talking about that vital force and nutritional energetics is a part of that because it's the subtle vibration that food has to offer. It actually goes beyond the physical, the physicality of food, namely our calories, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, vitamins, and minerals. Of course, these are important, but that really doesn't define fully the quality of food. With nutritional energetics, we look at the effect that food has on our whole human organism. You know, although the physical constituents are important and they are there, they're not as influential as influential on our health as the vibratory quality of what we feed our mind and body. You know, for example, I've always used this example, canned beans versus fresh beans. When cooked, they may be comparable in calories, but what is the difference in the effect on our mind, body, how our thoughts come about? The mind will be clearer and the body more energized when we use fresh cooked beans versus stagnant old canned beans. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't eat canned beans on occasion, but there's a difference in energy quality. And why? Because canned beans lack the life force. And I always tell people, do the experiment for yourself. Again, we always do science meets practice. So practice, take canned beans and put them in some water and take fresh beans or dried beans, dried legumes, put them in water and see which one will sprout. And you'll find that the ones in water that were from the dry version will sprout, whereas the ones from the can won't sprout. And that's because the sprout still has a life force that's present. The canned beans have lost it. So remember, life force is needed to sustain our own cellular pulsation. And our food, like our body, needs this life force uh, to be active and healthy. Let's look for a minute how we're designed. We do need to put our attention on food right now, what we consume. Because in many ways, the body that we have constructed the design of this building, right? If you were to design a building, let's say we go out and we look at the architectural structure. A, a building could be beautiful on the outside, but if good materials weren't used to construct the building, it's going to fall apart. And some of you who have maybe recently built something or even a home, if it's not built with the, the quality of materials, it's not going to hold up as long as a building that has been built with quality materials. The design of the body is so fantastic that it needs quality to stay alive and healthy and vital. You could go on living eating junk food. There's no doubt we can live. We've seen it, we survive it. However, if we put quality food in our system, both our body and our mind, quality thoughts, we will then thrive. We're vital. We return to our radiance, as I always say. Our radiance, our inner light, just shines. Food is not a philosophy, religion, morality of the food we're eating. We want to be sensible for the body that we have designed. And when we look at food, we want to really look at that. And I'm not going to get into herbivores versus carnivores because there's a lot of controversy out there. Just pay attention to what we're designed for and take a look at the alimentary canal from our mouth to our anus and compare that in the world of the carnivore and the omnivore and the herbivore. So 
take a look at that on your own and just start really designing your food according to what's good for you. If we look at an ancient medical science, I'm going to talk about Ayurveda here. It does teach us that all life forms resonate vibratory energy. Every molecule in our body is constantly pulsating with life. And this is caused by our subtle energy. This energy supports all levels of our being, both our body, mind, and soul, and determines our level of, as I always say, vitality. Subtle energy vibrates at different rates. It's common knowledge. We don't need an experiment in a research paper to talk about that. Some people have more vitality than others. Some animals have more vitality than others. We have a high vibratory quality, which means that our energy is not necessarily pulsing quickly, but rather it's self-contained. And when our energy is self-contained, and we do that, we learn that with meditation, in the case our flow of energy is inward, not outward. And it allows our physical, it allows our mental and spiritual levels to resonate with a healthy level of vitality. You know, we, at that point, we're neither expending too much energy nor taking too much in. You know, there's a balance there, so we're not fatigued nor overly stimulated. If we have a low rate of vibration, the flow of energy is really imbalanced. Too much energy may be flowing outward, making us feel less drained and depressed, or too much energy may be flowing in, leaving us overstimulated. So let's fast forward to present day. We were just talking about the ancient medical science and the philosophy behind Ayurvedic medicine. But many people today, if we're in the present, we have physical and emotional problems of irritability and fatigue. We become irritable when we're tired and our liver gets a little bit heated up and we create inflammation in our body. And many diets provide the nutrients, but not the nourishment. In our culture, hyperstimulation is really what we've been accustomed to without even knowing it. And we think of our energy as movement and speed, you know, even as bulletproof, quote unquote, but it's not really meant, uh, that's not really what we mean by vital energy. I'm talking about the energy that's balanced within us, that's contained, collected, and focused, rather than flooding our system or streaming out. You know, I find it very helpful if we think of leaks when we describe what I mean. A leak in a dam, for example, you know, where water is held, causes inefficient functioning. The water isn't contained and it's not taken in or sent out properly. And sealing such a leak restores our function. Sealing our own leaks restores balance, allowing us to be calm and energetic. You know, our energy is contained and when it's contained, it circulates in a balanced way through our whole system if there's no blocks from head to toe. And our mental capacity to our walking ability from our crown center and the top of our head to the root center. And this balance of flow really replenishes us. We're all in search for equilibrium. You know, keep in mind that we're composed of the body, mind, and spiritual body all pulsating to our own inner vibration. All three are interconnected from the gross to the most subtle. And the breath is what links that body and mind together and serves as a barometer of our health and vitality. You know, without breath, the life as we know it doesn't exist. 
we must keep in mind that our physical and mental diet will influence our breathing patterns by way of our nervous system. So food does indeed have a direct impact on our mind and brain, and food turns into nourishment based on how the quality that we have or not have. When we nourish our whole being, we need to take into account that we're a complex organism with body, mind, and senses, and our body requires that we feed it, clothe it, exercise, and enjoy the sensations, but not get too trapped in that. With regard to nutrition, here's where most people don't look any further. Through our total identification with the body and our habits of taste, we become an audience for the commercials like eat your fiber, eat a high protein diet, reduce your cholesterol, follow a paleo diet, Mediterranean diet, vegan diet, and many more suggestions come through. The list goes on. We become accustomed with the dietary beliefs and habits, but it also becomes very difficult to change them if we are really following them. All our current diet and nutrition profits, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, are geared towards our physical existence. If we recognize that the body is just a sum total of our habits, habits of eating, thinking, and being, then we have the ability to create new habits and we can learn to nourish our mind, body, and senses with the vibration that supports our health and vitality. So what I'm suggesting here is that we step back we look at how fatigued we are or irritated or vital. How are we? How are we feeling? And make adjustments with our diet. If you need assistance with that, I'm always available to the community or people who you might suggest to the community. I can help put you on that track. Or you can do the experiment yourself, keeping a journal and seeing what works for you. Either way, there is assistance out there and it's really the time now to go inward and to really restore and return ourselves to that vital self of what we are designed to be. Remember, we're a fantastic design and that design needs to be fed, nourished and treated with skill and precision. Again, always do your research. Do your research because you're the laboratory from which you're going to do that research, not an outside source. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn. And you can also go to susantaylor.org where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. Again, as I always say, please contact us at susantaylor.org with any questions, comments, or feedback. And thank you again for listening. The Susan Taylor Podcast does come out every week, and I look forward to hearing from all of you. But until next time, remember, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.